Section five of Stories in the Dark. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate Fallis. Stories in the Dark by Barry Payne. The Magnet. Subsequent to the inquest on the body of the Reverend Ingram Shallow, who shot himself in the churchyard of st john's ilworthy bedfordshire on the evening of october fourteenth the following paper was found at his lodgings in the village and is here published for the first time it will be remembered that at the inquest the usual verdict of temporary insanity was returned thursday october sixth the world is still ringing with the news of the ghastly accident to the express the night before last the times has a column and a half nothing else is spoken of in the village yesterday afternoon i went over on my bicycle to witness the scene of the accident of course the more horrible traces of it had already been removed the screams of the injured and dying and the sight of mangled bodies about which we read in the papers would have been too much for me the upline was already clear and it was expected the downline would also be clear in the course of a couple of hours there was a perfect army of men at work with every kind of ingenious contrivance for removing the heavy obstacles all along the embankment fragments of the debris are still strewn at a distance of at least forty yards from the point where the accident actually happened i found among some wet grass and fern a part of one of those plates they have up in the carriages giving the number that the carriage is intended to carry i have often noticed when standing in the station the appearance of strength which locomotives and carriages on the fast trains always have yet here one saw all this strength of no avail the engine and the carriages were broken up just like a child's toys i do most sincerely hope and believe that it was nobody in the illworthy who was responsible for the disaster whoever it is i do trust and pray that he may be discovered and that he may pay with his own life for the lives of those hundreds his fiendish action has sent without a moment of warning into eternity friday october seventh the vicar came back with me to breakfast this morning after the early service after some talk about the accident i asked him if he intended to touch upon it on sunday morning he said that he would if i thought it necessary but that his sermon was already written being one of a series on the gospels for the day which he prepared some time ago i said that undoubtedly the accident was a terrible event and one which had sunk very deeply into the minds of everybody in ilworthy it was an event which might give point and weight to many a lesson and it had been my view that christianity was a practical religion and the priest should whenever possible bring it to bear upon the events of the day at the same time i did not insist it was not for me to instruct him the contrary was rather the case he smiled good-temperedly and said that since i seemed to be so full of the accident and had taken such an absorbing interest in it 
i could probably preach a better sermon on it myself and i might use that as my subject for sunday evening i thanked him and said that i would do so i have spent the whole day over this sermon i do not like the vicar read my sermons but i have written this out in full and shall commit it to memory i have given what i think is really a somewhat vivid and impressive picture of the great express rushing at headlong speed to ruin the obstacle just seen by the driver one moment before his engine crashed into it the sudden darkness of the train through the extinction of the lights the screams for help the sight of the dead bodies laid out on the embankment i have worked myself up so much about this sermon that i have only to shut my eyes actually to witness the scene myself i seem to be standing by the obstruction and to see the long train crashing down upon me when it is too late to do anything i hope i am not exciting myself too much about it it is already past ten and i think i shall have a cup of hot cocoa quietly and go to bed i notice that one of the illustrated papers in the reading-room has a magnificent full-page illustration of the accident i have often thought by the way of writing a little for the papers myself i know i have some taste for the work and i am inclined to think i have some little gift also the supplement to one's income would be useful sunday october ninth i have just returned from church exhausted i preached over forty minutes without the least sign of impatience from any of the congregation no coughing or shuffling of the feet or anything of the kind in the vestry afterwards mr johnson our senior churchwarden took me aside and told me that it was one of the strongest and most impressive addresses he had ever heard delivered from that pulpit i hope i did not appear to be unduly pleased at this one must not think of self in these matters and i strive against it i was a little surprised that after this special effort of mine the vicar should have said nothing at all he is not a small-minded man and i cannot believe him to be actuated by jealousy he spoke of the accident again and said in what seemed to be rather a patronizing way that he was afraid i was letting it prey too much on my mind i tried to be humble and i think i can submit to a rebuke when it is deserved but really this is nonsense i still picture to myself at times the man standing by the obstruction and watching the express coming towards him but for the awful wickedness of it it would be in a way a magnificent moment he would have the thought that he a weak man could at his will check the rush of a train hurl it over twist and break the strong iron as if it were cardboard and avenge himself on hundreds of people and then have all the police in the country hunting for him and in vain exhausted though i am i am afraid that i shall get no sleep to-night until i have been out in the fresh air a little the church was crowded and oppressively hot the whole village is asleep and no one will be any the wiser i think i will get on my bicycle and ride down again to the place where the accident happened it is within a quarter of an hour to midnight and so sunday is practically over 
besides there are many very good men who do not consider that cycling on sunday is wrong monday october tenth to-day i have been beset by a terrible and most extraordinary temptation i thank god that i have wrestled against it successfully but the fact that such a temptation could even occur to me appalls me tuesday october eleventh the vicar called this morning he will take both sermons next sunday he said that i looked ill and that he thought i had been overdoing it and was in want of a holiday i think he is right he is really a very kind man i shall go away next week again all day long i have been subject to the same diabolical impulse i was half tempted to speak to the vicar about it but shame prevented me i get but little sleep now at nights and if i do sleep i am always haunted by the same dream i see the lights of the express coming nearer and nearer wednesday october twelfth it is done now it had to be done and it was no good to contend against it i believe that it must have been the will of god that i should do it for ever since the burden has been lifted from my mind and i have been quite myself again late last night or rather very early this morning finding myself unable to sleep i got up and went out i did not take my bicycle i ran all the way to that point on the line that i have always been thinking about there is a stack of heavy sleepers there it is at the bottom of a deep cutting and you can see the train coming for some distance i knew by the tables that i had not much time to spare i had got six of the heavy sleepers across the rails when i thought i heard it coming but i was mistaken i dragged on another and then i heard the roar there was no mistake about it i could see the lights flashing as i saw them in my dream i am ashamed that i had not the strength of mind to wait until the last moment i tried to but i could not i ran away up the embankment and crossed some fields i saw some men coming and hid behind a hedge i knew that detectives were about i lay there panting and was afraid they would hear me but they passed on i got back to my lodgings while it was still dark nobody had heard me go out and nobody heard me come back that is all right since writing the above i have been to the wednesday evening service the vicar was to deliver an address at the last moment i felt that i wished to preach on this awful accident and the lessons it must have for every one of us i crossed over to the vicar and asked permission to preach he refused i warned him that i intended to preach and that if he attempted to occupy the pulpit he would do so at his peril then i suddenly seemed to see the matter in a different light and apologized to him however i wish very much to address the village on the subject and as i am not allowed to preach in church i shall call a public meeting at the recreation ground i must remember to get arrangements made as to the printing and posting of bills to-morrow end of section five